Yo! Welcome back to the First and Ten Podcast. It has been way, 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 way too long. Uh, I got to that point where I was just extremely lazy, and you know, it's summertime. I'm trying to have some fun. Um, but you know, this podcast is means a lot to me, and it's also very fun. So we're back. I'm going to try and do as many episodes as I can this week. Um, it's that time of year when, uh, you know, we all got something... The the boys got something very uh very special going on. It's like a it's like a it's like a holiday to us. Uh, it's fantasy football and draft day. Um, rankings come out, predictions come out for you know who's going to be the best running back, who should be the first pick in your draft, uh, who's going to be the best quarterback, you know where you should take guys and what uh round. Um, and I'm here just to give you some of my rankings for each of the positions. Um. Yes, these are very bold takes, and uh, judging by the past couple of drafts that I've been in, my friends have uh, actually obliterated me, put me to smithereens on why I took these guys, and they said, I mean, it, you know, it's blasphemy, and it's outrageous that I would even consider taking these guys at where I took them, but I believe that these guys statistically have been proven to have a chance to lead your team to the championship. And put up tons of points this year. So, the re- um, my rankings, I take it, I take a lot into consideration the division they're in, the defenses they go against, the other offenses they have to go against, and obviously just pure talent overall, and obviously the stats. But um, for my quarterbacks, my honorable mention outside of the top ten will be Russell Wilson this year. I think Wilson will do absolutely phenomenal with the Broncos. It's just maybe he, beginning stretch, he might, you know, be a little slower. Again, it's a new offense. He did have time to work with them, and it's quite obvious he loves throwing to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, KJ Hamler's going to have a big role. He'll have a similar role to Tyler Lockett, um, as Wilson did uh, with Lockett in the Seattle. KJ's kind of like that small, speedy guy that. Wilson could take his deep shots with. Um, Jerry Judy's just a reliable target, one-on-one. And Sutton is his go-to guy. 50-50 balls, every route, Sutton. Um, Number 10, I got Stafford. Stafford threw for over 4,000 yards last year. Um, He's got Cooper Cup there. It's clear, it's quite, quite obvious that Cooper Cup is Stafford's favorite target. Um... Probably one of his all-time favorite targets right behind Calvin Johnson. Um, and he's also got Allen Robinson now. Uh, a 50-50 threat. Oh, let's not forget that A-Rob has been a very, very reliable receiver when the ball is thrown his way. The Bears just didn't use him properly. That's all. That's what I believe in Robinson. I believe Robinson has one of the greatest seasons he's ever had this coming year. Purely because the offensive minds in Sean McVay and the Rams are just, they're so genius that Robinson, like, look what they did with Odell Beckham. They'll do the exact same thing with Allen Robinson this year. Robinson will get tons of touchdowns and tons of uh, red zone targets. You pick him up as a wide receiver too, it'd be solid. But Stafford is my number 10 quarterback because he's got all these weapons still. Number 9, I got Tom Brady. Uh, Buccaneers will be Buccaneers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones now. Leonard Fournette's still there. They picked up a couple of young uh, running backs still with uh, Rashad White in the draft, and he looks very promising as a catching uh, running back. Um, you still have Cameron Brait. You've got 
you still have t- Russell Gage. You have tons of options for Tom Brady. Tom can't he can't go wrong to whoever he passes it to. Uh, number nine. I mean, sorry, number eight. I have Joe Burrow. Um, again, pass heavy offense. You got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. You got Mixon out of the backfield. Um, Tyler Boyd. The, the Bengals are loaded, similar to the um, the Buccaneers. Um, I think a little bit of a setback might come for that Bengals defense, which is kind of good for Burrow because I think he'll just keep slinging it. If you look at those last like what three games, I think he put over like. 35 points each game. I think two of them he put over like 45. The dude had like 500 passing yards in a game. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he threw it like 50 times as well. So Burrow's definitely going to be there to pass. Um, yeah, so also another thing to take into account is his receivers and his running back. Take all those guys. Whenever you can, take a Cincinnati Bengal, in my opinion. Uh, number seven, I got Kyler Murray. Uh a lot of these dual threat quarterbacks are on my list purely because, um, you know, they're dual threats. They can run, they can pass. Um, I was considering putting Jalen Hurts on this list, but I didn't purely because he just hasn't proven himself to me, right? Kyler's got a lot of weapons. He's shown that he could throw the ball very, very, very well. Um, and yeah. That's why I think uh, Kyler will do very well with the Cardinals. And he's got D-Hop coming back. He's got Marquise Brown. So, yeah. Uh, Number six, I have Kirk Cousins. Now, Cousins, he got the offensive coordinator from the Rams from last year. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Let's not forget about Adam Thielen for a second. Thielen puts up double-digit touchdowns in, I believe, the past two or three seasons. Right, he's a reliable, reliable, reliable target. Even though he's older, it does not matter. Right, you got Irv Smith there. You got a lot of reliable guys. You got Dalvin Cook. He could catch too. This offense could be very high powered, and they're gonna throw the ball a ton because they gotta go against the Packers twice. Uh, the Vikings defense isn't exactly what it used to be, and Cousins has to sling it. You got J- uh, you got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on opposite sides. Sling it all day. Number five, Aaron Rodgers. I was skeptical of putting Rodgers this high, purely because of Devontae Adams. Uh, reports and interviews with Rodgers, he's just very, he seems very frustrated at his own receivers, not running the right routes, uh, not catching the ball, constant drops, not looking up properly, you know. Everything that Devontae Adams did, like, phenomenally well, like, really, really well. These guys are just absolutely failing on. And it's, it's slowly taking a toll on Rodgers, and I can tell. He's still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. And I have to put him up here. But it's just like, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls maybe even outside the top ten this year. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, if he stays healthy, is one of the greatest fantasy players of all time. The dude is a running back with one hell of an arm. That's the way I see it. Um, Lamar, he can do spin moves, he can do whatever you want him to, he's just, I don't even know how to describe it, he's a generational talent in my opinion, it's just the matter of staying healthy, right, if I could, I'd put him in top three, but it's just because of injuries and stuff like that, also he doesn't have that many receivers, you know, he's got Rashad Bateman, who has shown some signs of life, Mark Andrews has proven to be Top two tight end. If not two, he's one. Um, 
so yeah, Lamar has options, but um, purely because of injury and, you know, I have to keep him at four. But he could still have a very, very good year. Number three, I have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the loss of Tyreek Hill, I don't think will take a toll on him compared to what Rodgers will lose with Devontae Adams. Tyreek, I see him as a speed demon. Yeah, he's probably the fastest player in the league. There's no question about that. Um, he went to the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know if the Dolphins have success. But going on to Mahomes, he's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got McCole Hardman. He's got he's still got Kelsey, who will be probably the best tight end in fantasy this year, in my opinion. Um, he's got tons of guys still that I feel like uh, are reliable enough. And I think it's better for Mahomes to not have Hill here. And I'll tell you why. If he spreads the ball out more, it becomes even more unpredictable. That's the way I see it. You're going to double-team Tyreek Hill. You're going to double-team Kelsey every time. Okay. And then you got to throw to these guys like, you know, McCall Harmon or Byron Pringle a couple years ago, and Mahomes is scrambling for his life, whereas all these guys could be in single coverage, and you take your shots with them. And hopefully, you know, you build enough chemistry with them where they'll come down with the pass, and you can trust them more and more. So that's the way I see it with Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had one of the most ridiculous years I've ever seen out of a quarterback last year. Um, it was like if Cam Newton, I don't know. He just reminds me of Cam Newton so much with his running ability. Josh is, he's like a fullback with a with like a 70-yard plus arm. That's what I see it as. He can hurdle, he'll truck you over. Um, he's massive. Allen's just a beast. Um the only reason why I don't have him at two is because my number one guy, I love him that much, and a lot of people know I love him that much, um, because I know how well his offense will be next year. Um, but Josh Allen, right, you got Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis has proven to be a reliable number two. Dawson Knox, a very, very underrated tight end. And, of course, the drafting of James Cook, who I really like due to his catching ability. Josh Allen will be throwing it everywhere and running it everywhere. Number one, though, is Justin Herbert. And I'm going to tell you why. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. You got Austin Eckler. And you're in the AFC West. That's all I need to say. That's the only reason I'm going to – that's all I'm going to say. Because Keenan Allen is one of the most reliable – uh, targets in the NFL for maybe the past six years, solid six years, I'd say. He had a couple injuries in the beginning. I'll get, I'll say that, but when he's on the field and healthy, that dude catches everything. He's an easy short route. He's an easy deep route. Good red zone target. He's everything. Mike Williams last year, Herbert and him have gr- created one of the one of the one of the better duos in the NFL because Williams just goes up for everything. Herbert will just shoot it downfield 40 yards, and Her- and Williams will jump up and grab it. That's all. It's not really a 50-50 ball with Williams. That's the way I see it. Williams is one of the best you know, 50-50 ball uh, receivers in the league. I'd say maybe behind Mike Evans. He's right there for sure. This man makes acrobatic catches. Let's not forget Austin Eckler. right? Austin Eckler, tons and tons and tons of catches last year. He had mostly their run game. They they drafted Isaiah Spiller, who ended up getting hurt and a little bit banged up. Um, but listen, I understand people are like, oh, you know, you never know the reports about Austin Eckler. Eckler said even though he doesn't want 
he said he doesn't want the carrying role. He wants more of the passing role. But he knows he'll get both, and he expects the same amount of workload. That's why I have Eckler very high as well. But Herbert will go off this year. I have Herbert as my MVP. 100%. Going on to the running backs. We'll finish up with the running backs, and we'll do receivers and tight ends tomorrow. Running backs. Honorable mention goes to Zeke Elliott. I know the Zeke's, the Zeke hate has been very, very, very high. A lot of people have been hating on Zeke, but you got to look at this guy's career. He's had maybe one season outside the top 10. And for, like, I think he'll fall like 11 this year. 10 or 11, somewhere around there he'll be. It's still a reliable, consistent, like solid, like maybe 220 fantasy points. 230 fantasy points, right? And running backs, they get thin, right? If you can grab Zeke as your RB2 in like the fourth round or something like that, go for it. I I wouldn't hesitate to take Zeke there because Zeke, um, in a high-powered offense, lost Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup might be out a little bit. You got C.D. Lamb. Yes, you have Tony Power to catch the ball, but they might They have Dalton Schultz too. But the Cowboys might run the ball a little more, in the beginning at least, until Dak picks it up or whatever. But Zeke will get most of those touches. Goal line touches, tons of touchdowns, I believe. So Zeke will be a reliable RB2 in my opinion. Number 10 is Leonard Fournette. Uh, Again, Tom Brady, he loves to check it down to his running backs. We know that the short passes and let them go out. Uh, There's a lot of skeptics saying, you know, oh, Fournette's overweight. But, you know, he's slimmed down, and he's looking massive, first of all. He's jacked, and he's showing out in training camp. He is destroying the competition. There's He's a clear-cut RB1. Um, so, yeah, I, take, I even consider Fortnite as an RB1 this year. Not like RB1 overall, but like an RB1 on a fantasy team. Number nine, I got Joe Mixon. Mixon uh, came off, I believe, the best year of his career uh, last year. Uh, I think he finishes at RB4. Um, just take him again. What's so hard about that? If you're in like the like a 10 or 12 team league and you're in that like second half of the picks, uh, you know, maybe draft like uh, a receiver of uh, Stefan Diggs or Jamar Chase and then on that turnaround grab Mixon if you can. Or maybe Mixon goes in the first round. You got to take him. Uh, if running backs go heavy first. Um, number eight, I got Aaron Jones. Uh Similar to what I was saying about Aaron Rodgers is because Rodgers doesn't have these reliable receivers, he's going to count on guys like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Robert Tunyon as well. Tunyon will be phenomenal, but we'll move on. Let's just stick with the running backs for now. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, there have been reports saying that Rodgers even said, oh, yeah, I'll probably give them both 50 catches each. Why not draft both of them? Get one and get the other later as a backup, just in case if either of them stand out. Aaron Jones, statistically without Devontae Adams, four out of the eight games he's played without Devontae Adams, he's put up over, I believe, 30 fantasy points. And the other ones were 18, 20. I think he had like two or three games where uh, it was about it was like around 10 points. Um, but still, like that's a, that's a lot of upside when Devontae Adams isn't there. Um, for Aaron Jones. Number seven, I got Saquon. Barkley will have a bounce back year. 
he's a workload back. As long as he stays healthy, I believe that he will have a really solid year. He's going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of touches. Uh, the Giants receivers aren't really reliable, in my opinion. They can get hurt a lot. They can make a lot of drops. Um, so Daniel Jones will count on Barkley out of the backfield uh, for catching balls, for running the ball heavy downfield all the time. Um, and that's another thing I want to mention. Barkley during training camp, uh, we know him as this shifty, uh, he just sits back and he waits and he thinks that he can find a hole every time. After being with the Giants for a couple of years, he knows now <laughs> that the holes are not exactly that big to get through. So... What he's been doing now is just running downfield heavy, lowering his shoulder, and it's been working. And he's been very successful with it in camp. I believe that'll help him a lot this year. And then when he breaks out of that hole and gets into the secondary, that's when he gets his shiftiness on. He can either truck you over, he can spin with a hurdle you, he'll do whatever the heck he wants to. But he will have a bounce back here. My number six running back is Dalvin Cook. Cook, um... A lot of a lot of injuries in his career. I don't think he's ever played a full season in his, in his uh, NFL career. But again, Rams offense coordinator comes to Vikings. You got a running back who can catch out of the backfield, who can run it. You got to use him as much as you can. You know, um, the Vikings they set like I said, they don't have exactly the best defense. You got to use these guys as much as you can to get as many points on the board. So I think Cook will cook. <laughs> uh, number five, I got Najee. Uh, workhorse running back, 20-plus um, touches a game. I think they said it'll be go down by like 10%, but I'm not worried. I think that the quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, Mitch might sling it a little bit in the beginning, but I think if they ever play Pickett, Pickett will rely on the run game with Najee. And people are always saying, you know, oh, they'll, because Roethlisberger isn't there, they'll load up the box for Najee because they know that Najee can uh, – you know, do some damage. No, they're not. No, they're not. You think that... You look at these receivers. You got Chase Claypool, who's a decent 50-50 guy, right? You got Deontay Johnson. Yes, he had drops, but that dude got a lot of targets last year. And I don't think it's going to stop just because Ben Roethlisberger isn't there. You got a rising star in George Pickens, who has been disgusting in the preseason, and I love it. Um, I don't think that defense are going to look at this receiving core and say, yeah, we'll just put them one-on-one with these corners and safeties. That's not what's going to happen. Najee will get a lot of rushing attempts and a lot of catches this year. Number three. No, excuse me, number four. I have Derrick Henry. Uh, Similarly to Najee, he'll get a lot of touches. uh, Tons, actually. I think he had like 25-plus a game before he got hurt last year. But see, that's another downfall to Henry because he got hurt last year. It was his first injury, but until I can see him, you know, get... There's always, you know, people being worried about, you know, when a running back about Derek's age comes back from injury. Can he keep up what he's been doing? Um, And it's quite obvious that Derek is probably the best downhill runner in the NFL. Um, But yeah... Uh, I think that he can finish top five still if he stays healthy. Uh, he might even finish the RB1 if he stays healthy because it's just ridiculous what he does. He put up like three games last year with three touchdowns or something like that. It's just he had like eight or nine touchdowns ha- halfway through the season. It's insane what he was doing. 
Uh, number three, I got Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, to me, a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I just, I don't know. I don't, people have been, a lot, a lot of coaches have been, uh, uh, Frank Wright even said, I'm going to decline, he's going to get a decrease in touches this year. I think Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball a little more. Uh, Michael Pittman's there. You got guys like Alec Pierce on the rise. Um, I think the Colts become a little more pass heavy. But JT, he could still catch a decent amount of balls, but not compared to these top two guys that I have. Um, Christian McCaffrey's my number two. There's not much to say here. He averages like 20-plus a game when he's on the field. He's guaranteed 20 points for you. Um, It's just injuries, you know? And if McCaffrey is healthy, you win. That's the way I see it. Because this guy will get everything. He will get the ball in every way you can imagine. And my number one, going back to what I said about Herbert, I got a lot of slander because I took Eckler first overall in my draft. Over McCaffrey, over JT, over Derrick Henry, over Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cobb, whoever. I took Austin Eckler. If you look at Austin Eckler's stats, he looks like McCaffrey if McCaffrey didn't get hurt. Eckler gets the runs. He gets a lot of targets, too. And he's very consistent when he plays. He might not even get a touchdown that game, and he could still put up 20 points because of all the touches he gets and the catches he gets and the targets. It's all there. And because he's in the AFC West, it makes it so much better. He's got six games where he's going to go against the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. They're high-scoring. They're going to rely on the ball. Herbert's going to spread the ball around. They're going to run the ball. They've got to do everything they can to score. They, that's why I have Herbert and Mahomes as my uh, in my top three. Because these guys are in such a competitive division that they need to score a lot of points. So that's why I have Austin Eckler at my first, uh, at my RB1. And, uh, yeah, I like the pick. I really like it. Uh, I hope he turns out well so I can prove my friends wrong. But uh, you never know. Uh, I took a gamble. Why not? Uh... That's the fun about fantasy football, in my opinion. If you don't take risks, what the heck is it? What's the point of it? It's just boring at that point if you just go with the next-ranked guy. Uh, yeah, so my plan for this week is to just get a couple episodes out for you guys, and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, I hope you just listen to this and go, what the heck is he talking about? That's all I want right now. Because I hope I can prove you guys wrong, or I could just, you know, just show you guys that taking risks is fun in fantasy football, or football in general. Get some hot takes in there. It's the fun part about it. And yes, if one of you come up to me and say, you didn't even put Nick Chubb in your top 10, yes, he's garbage. Um, purely because he's on the Browns. Um, he, he's. I will actually, you know what? I'll explain that real quick. Nick Chubb in a Browns offense uh, with no Deshaun Watson. Um, that's all I got to say. I mean, yeah, they'll run the ball, and I think he'll be, I think he'll be decent. He'll be like a top 15 as he normally is. He was like 13 or 14 last year as an RB. Um, he'd be a reliable RB too. Um, but that's it. I don't have him near the top 10 at all. Um, yeah. Uh, my name's Aiden. If you can check me out on Instagram and Spotify if you want to listen to this or whatever. Um, reach out to me if any suggestions or if you want to come on the podcast. This was fun. I like this one. Uh, all right. Take care, guys. I'll see you later.